much trouble. Did they leak it? I don't think it ever. I don't think it ever actually got spread out there. So you leaked it just now on my show. Awesome. Welcome to Stream Detroit. This is episode one of Uncivil Disobedience with your host Britta Archer. Her guest today is Don Mongrain, precinct delegate, notorious union sympathizer, and establishment party hack in trading. Listen in while they talk about Democratic Party inside baseball and the future of progressivism. So, Don, tell me everything. Okay, first, where I want to start at. Mm-hmm. I do this. I like to. I ramble. Just oh, that's roll fine. With it. <clears throat> I was. You invited me to the meetup mm-hmm. for the DNC. That was Saturday, if I remember correctly. Uh, actually, the I believe I originally invited you to a meeting of the that the Young Democrats are putting on at the Anchor Bar. They it was to plan a rally for this Saturday at Westland City Hall, where the uh, Democratic Party is having their state central committee meeting to elect six people to the DNC. And the idea was we were going to go and show support for Keith Ellison, since those are the people who will be making the decision on who will be the party chair come February. And how did that go? Well, it hasn't happened yet, but... No, I mean the meeting. Oh, the meeting last Sunday? Yeah. Actually, that went pretty well. Uh, It's more the events that transpired since then that are making me wonder whether we're doomed or not. Because, so, I guess easiest way to put it is the Young Dems are headed up by a really great organizer named Sam Pernick. Great guy. I worked with him on the Dr. Anil Kumar campaign for Congress recently, which sadly we lost, but it was through no fault of Sam's. But Sam is a Young Dem, and as a younger gentleman of the progressive persuasion, he... How can I put this? He's not the best (laughs) at knowing how to tr- delicately talk to some of the people more established in the party who probably are actually on our side but might not be on the exact same page at all times. So there was an incident the other night at the Oakland County Dems meeting where Sam got up and got into a rather heated discussion with the chair of the state party, Brandon Dillon, pretty much asking, is he going to resign over him causing Hillary to lose Michigan. What? And, yeah, it's, the video is out there on Facebook. It's been posted, I, and, which, good for Sam. He has the passion and everything, but the problem I'm having is I've been trying to set up events of my own, identifying as a young Democrat, and when I'm calling some people from different caucuses and stuff, trying to get them to come out, they're now wary of having anything to do with me because they're afraid I'm some crazy radical lunatic who's going to <laughs> trash talk members of the party at an event and make them look bad. It really seems like this is kind of a little look at the overall problems that we're having at the DNC right now, which yep. originally came out with you know the Bernie Bros, mm-hmm. and right now it's just like. Okay, the old guard and then all the young people saying, well, we want all this economic reform, we want less identity politics, and most of all, we want you guys to, you know, get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, because the thing I loved about the Bernie campaign is it brought in a bunch of people who, especially young people, who had never been involved in the party before. The downside is it brought in a bunch of people who had never been involved in the party before (laughs) 
and had no idea how things generally worked, didn't know who any of the players were. I include myself in that. I just got involved in last April, and I had no idea what I was doing, but some people are just not, haven't yet learned that. You don't always win, but it doesn't always mean it's because the game is rigged. Like, Bernie lost the primary. Yeah, the DNC at the national level did some really gross shit. But the Michigan Democratic Party, was, from everything I've heard from organizers and everyone else, was actually incredibly even-handed and welcoming to the most of the Bernie people. But then we have the people who were calling superdelegates and other party officials and making death threats and calling them what? all kinds of filthy slurs and everything else. It's like, no, I... Those are not the people I want to be working with. I mean, right. And not, so now, uh, those of us who aren't like that are having a real problem of trying to make sure the people we're trying to work with know, hey, that's not us. Those people aren't are barely even Democrats. They're gonna run off to the Green Party the minute things get rough. So just ignore them. And that's exactly what they did too. Yep. And here we are in the situation. And. Oh, the best part is, uh, so the Justice Caucus of the State Democratic Party does an event uh, a couple times a year called Camp Millie. It's basically candidate training for progressive-minded folks to show them how you run a campaign, how you get a campaign manager, all the step-by-step stuff. My, the funniest thing to me is one of the people who showed up for this event came right out and said, yeah, I'm, I'm with Jill Stein and the Green Party. I'm like, so what? wait, then why are you here using our resources? Like... If if you're a green, that's great, totally wonderful. Go run for office with the greens, but don't come and take up seats at a Democratic state party event just because you want to leech off their resources on how to run for office. I kind of blame Bernie for that in a little way because who do you think? Like, wait, he was independent. He switched. He got mm-hmm. the. He had every all of our resources. He used them. It was not rigged, guys. I'm sorry. He got less votes than Hillary Clinton in the primary. <laughs> And then, like you have, like I said before, the Bernie Bros, who just like, oh, I can do that too. I mean, you can't it, on one side claim that the whole primary was rigged against Bernie, and then the other side go, oh wait, but he won Michigan in a complete upset victory because we organized better than the Hillary folks did here. I mean, Bernie lost because he was a. I don't think Bernie ever expected to get as far as he did. He was intentionally running to try and drive Hillary's policies to the left and then <laughs> discovered, holy crap, I... I'm something too deep. <laughs> yeah, I I unlocked something and this is... I might actually have a chance at winning this thing, which in the end it didn't happen, but... I mean, yeah, if it wasn't for the Bernie campaign, I never would have gotten involved. I know neither would several of my friends, but... Some of the people he brought out of the woodwork are not helping. Yeah, I can see that. I actually had a friend I cut out a while ago who was a big Bernie or Buster. Mm -hmm. And we got into a big fight after the primary because I'm like, well, he didn't really do a great job of addressing minority concerns. And, you know, I did vote for Bernie in the primaries, but I'm okay voting for Hillary. It's still Mm -hmm. better than anyone on the other side right now. It's still better than Jill Stein. Just please give me a Democrat. I mean, the Democratic Party is perfectly willing to work with people who are pretty far to the left. Dennis Kucinich held a Congress seat in Ohio for decades. And nice guy and all, has some good ideas, but 
he's a lunatic who believes UFOs were flying over his house. <laughs> Wait, is that your story? Yeah, he believes he was, I believe it was either that he saw a UFO or he might have even been saying he was abducted. But I mean, he's a nice guy and all, but yeah, Dennis Kucinich is a little bit nuts. Cynthia McKinney, who actually ran for the Green Party I remember as president. Cynthia. <clears throat> yeah, she was a state house dem for, in Congress for a long time. They, they backed her. I mean, there's a place for people who aren't completely off in fringe land within the Democratic Party. That's why most third parties are a mess. It's because the only people who seriously run for office in them are the people who are so out there they can't get a foothold in either other party. It reminds me of that streaker at the Libertarian yeah, <laughs> debate. Uh, that guy was actually one of their vice presidential candidates or was running in the primary to be the VP pick, and when he lost, apparently he decided, oh, I'll just take off my clothes on stage while giving my speech. Yep. That's the third party for you. Yeah. Uh, the Libertarian Party, oh, there's that's a gold mine. I mean, it's the party where they will boo you off stage if you say, hey, the Civil Rights Act might have not been that bad of an idea. What can you do? That's Oh, my God. I Actually, I'm not even going to start talking about Libertarians because... <laughs> Number one, everyone here knows why. And number two, because a lot of them are racist as fuck, and that would take me all day. Mm -hmm. I would like to say, in case you ever hear this, uh, Dave, I know you technically identify as a libertarian, but none of this applies to you. You're actually a decent human being, so please don't take offense. I would also like to add that disclaimer to uh, my one close libertarian friend. You know who you are. You're also my boss. Don't fire me. <laughs> Yeah, please, for God's sakes, don't let me be responsible for getting somebody fired on their first show. I'm blaming you. <laughs> I sent you a private message. You'd be like, dude, you got me fired. Actually, uh, speaking of lunatics involved in party politics, I have a great story from uh, a Democratic campaign that uh, Judge Denver Thomas, who was running for state Supreme Court this time out, Yeah. she had a, well, there was a, group called United Precinct Delegates who do amazing work. They pretty much are there to, if you're a precinct delegate and you want to have an event or, you know, do something to try and help out the party or whatever in your district, they'll provide funding, they'll help you find a venue, they'll bring food, everything. They are an amazing group and anybody out there who wants to do things in their, in their area should definitely get involved with them. But they put on a get-out-the-vote event for Judge Thomas and several other candidates. And one of the major draws of it was they were having a comedian named Dick Gregory come out to speak, who I wasn't aware of him. My, my mom actually was a huge fan. I guess he's a really well-known to an older generation civil rights icon and stand-up comedian. So I actually managed to drag my com my mom, who hates politics on every level, I convinced her to come to this event because she loves Dick Gregory. So we're in the Westland uh, catering hall. Clinton Kane signs all over the place, uh, other state-level candidate signs all over the place, and they finally bring up Mr. Gregory. Turns out Mr. Gregory's completely insane. What? How crazy? Uh, well, he starts out by saying that Donald Trump is the guy who would diddle your kids five days a week. Hillary Clinton is the one who would diddle your kids three days a week. Why the hell would you vote for either of them to be your babysitter? While standing in front of several giant Clinton-Cain signs... Oh my gosh. 
He then goes on to uh, say that white people are the devil, that they're in charge of everything, and then he looks around the room and goes, but not you, white people. You don't have any money. I'm not talking about you. Amen. (laughs) Meanwhile, everybody's cameras are rolling. Uh, Later, come to find out, I guess, out in the parking lot, he yelled at some kid for wearing a Nike T-shirt and proceeded to tell him that Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't shot. He was smothered in his hospital bed with a pillow, and the white man made up that he was shot as some... I don't know where he was going with this conspiracy. I heard about it secondhand, but... uh, And then spent the whole car ride back to the airport telling his handler how space aliens came to him and talked to him telepathically and warned him in advance that Bush was going to do 9-11. Okay, so many questions. First of all... What the hell? Mm-hmm. Second of all, what the fuck? <laughs> Third of all, if aliens came to you and told you 9-11 was going to happen, why didn't your ass do anything about it? My, f- yeah. <laughs> My understanding is whoever was in charge of booking him had to call Justice Thomas the next morning and make several apologies because she had to stand behind him while he was doing this rant and raving and just smile and try to look like she was happy to be there. Meanwhile, yeah, everybody has their camera phone out, and it's like, okay, this is amazing, but oh my god, I feel I hope nobody leaks this to the media, or else she's in so much trouble. Did they leak it? I don't think it ever. I don't think it ever actually got spread out there. So you leaked it just now on my show. Awesome. Well, she unfortunately she lost the election, so it can't <laughs> hurt her now. So it doesn't matter. I would just like to say, if Justice Thomas ever for some reason hears this. You're an amazing candidate. You're the inspiration for both me and my fans to get involved in politics, and we will gladly back you the next time you run. (laughs) None of that was your fault that they brought a complete lunatic in to speak. (laughs) I like these party disaster stories. They're fun. So what exactly did happen in Michigan? My understanding is the Hillary campaign basically didn't bother to put any resources into Michigan which completely hamstrung a lot of our campaigns on the ground. I don't know. Everybody's kind of trying to cover their ass at this point to explain why it happened. That's basically what I read, that, you know, she thought all the blue states were already locked Mm -hmm. up. She thought the same things we did. Why bother? It's a waste of money. We were opening offices in Texas. We thought Texas might actually flip. (laughs) But on the flip side of that, ironically is that her ground game was still insane crazy compared to Trump's, like, what, four offices yeah. in the whole United States. Ground game means nothing. Money means nothing. Nothing matters. Facts yep. don't matter. Yeah, that's that's my takeaway from this election. Nothing freaking matters. That and apparently you can absolutely win a national election by being the most vile, bigoted piece of human filth on the planet. Yep, that's basically what I took from it. Because, like, I thought, first I thought it'd be the end of him after he did poorly that first primary debate. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to boycott, I'm not going to go. And he threw that big thing, and he did, yeah, ugh. And then I was like, okay, whatever. Fast forward to he's making fun of the disabled reporter. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this has to be it, right, guys? And then... um one of the Breitbart reporters gets assaulted. Mm-hmm. This has to be it. He's t- 
talking about groping ladies. This has to be it. He says all Hispanics or, or Mexicans, I believe, were rapists. This has to be it. Every time something new came out, I'm like, this has to be the thing. But nope. I mean, it it says something uh, about... Because uh, in the aftermath, everybody's running around going, okay, what do we got to do to get the white working class back? I'm like, look... I am the white working class. I, <laughs> both my families were auto workers. I was a truck driver for eight years. I I know the white working class, and the ones who voted for Trump, you're not going to get them. Those aren't the people we should be wasting our time on. We need to waste start focusing on the people who just, A, didn't show up, and B, the ones who showed up but left the top of the ticket blank as some kind of idiotic protest vote. Because those people we can actually reach, the ones who went out and actually voted for Trump, They've made their case clear. They are totally fine with bigotry and hatred and anything else as long as you promise them that you're going to give them their job back at some point. So those people are lost to us. That's what I've been saying. And I've been met with really, really harsh responses, frankly. Like, no one, they refuse to believe it. And I'm like, no, first of all, demographics are already changing. Those people, they knew what they were signed up for. They did not get conned into voting for this jerk. They listened to him every step of the way. They were the ones watching his rallies on the internet. They know what he was saying. They're they're gone. They're never going to come back to a progress or come to in the first place a progressive platform at this point. Mm. They don't want the country to change. I mean, they'll come to a progressive platform require that we just sell out every minority group in the country to do it, which thankfully I gotta say, the the actual progressive groups I've been involved in within the party are not pushing for that. That would be a deal breaker for me if they were. But the big issue I have is that so a lot of progressive groups are really upset at the establishment. They want to throw them out, but they don't understand that some of the people trying to ride off that to take over the party off of that are not the people who are on our side. Like, Nancy Pelosi just got reelected to head of the House Dems. Mm -hmm. The gentleman from Ohio, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, who was running against her, I saw a lot of really good progressive people trying to push him because he wasn't Nancy Pelosi, but his entire platform was... We have to fo- go back to focusing on white working class people and stop worrying about everything else so we can bring them back from Trump. I don't want that guy running my party. I don't either. I don't want that guy having any position of authority within this party. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Nancy Pelosi, but given the alternatives of who is running against her, she is by far the best choice. Um, I'll give Nancy a little bit of props because she has been pretty good at keeping people in lockstep Mm -hmm. when it comes to you know needing votes for certain things and she's still no mitch mcconnell so good for her oh absolutely (laughs) i mean harry reed is not a wonderful person from a progressive perspective or most other perspectives but i'll give him credit he definitely knows how to keep the senate dems in line Chuck Schumer is going to be a dumpster fire as far as issues that I actually care about. I but hate Schumer. I wish we could get Reed back, honestly. Yeah. But he's who we're stuck with, and I was actually shocked when I saw that he's backing Ellison for DNC chair. I 
I guess even they're seeing the writing on the wall that, look, we got to throw him a bone somehow. I, that surprised me, too, actually, but I'm guessing it's just so that he can get his support and I'm giving you this, so give me what mm. I want kind of way. Because, I mean, I, th- I think they realize that after the mess that was this primary, they have to throw the left side of the party a bone in some way. I've also heard that Obama's people are saying they want Tom Perez to take the position, which I've seen a lot of... Ba- that's the place where I've been seeing a lot of backlash from people on my side, calling him a Clinton stooge and all this other nonsense. And No, he supported Clinton, yeah, but if you look at what he's actually done as the par- Perez is labor, pretty progressive. Yeah, he is absolutely on our side. He... I'm still backing Ellison, but if we ended up with Tom Perez, I would be perfectly happy with that outcome. Yeah, I'm rooting for Ellison, but Perez is good. I wanted her to pick Perez instead of Tim Kaine, honestly. I I still don't understand the logic behind picking Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine admits he's boring as drywall. <laughs> the campaign's over. I still couldn't tell you a thing about him. He made dad jokes. That was like his entire thing. They're like, we can just bite in this a second time. It'll and be cool, And he's a everyone. white dude who speaks Spanish, so that'll totally help us with Hispanic turnout, guys. Instead if, of like a Perez or a Castro or... Yeah. We'll, we'll have him go and bore people in two languages. That'll, <laughs> that'll make things work. Thanks for listening to part one. Part two comes out next week. Sign up at streamdetroit.com to be notified or just subscribe at iTunes or Stitcher.